You're listening to State Change, an interview series inspired by the emerging decentralization phenomenon. We have some interesting neighbours around the consensus offices in Bushwick. Located down the street, Ryan King and Katya Zavayalova are establishing a decentralised architecture office. Foam aspires to use crowd equity and the DAO model to bring much needed flexibility and freedom to the field of architecture. Ryan, hey, how's it going? Hey, good, how are you? Fantastic. Foam space, eh? Yeah, it's going great. I'm also here with uh, my partner Katya, who's the founder as well. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear about it because, I mean, it seems like such a cool idea, but I'm not sure I fully understand what uh, what foam space is. Uh, we get that, that a lot. Yeah. That's a common case. <laughs> Hi. How's it going, Katya? It's good. How are you? So on one hand, we started a year ago with a physical like installation with an art museum, the new museum. In New York, we called it foam space, and it was like a block long installation made of like physical blocks to represent the blockchain and we had like a prototype coin for this kind of installation and sold this material so it was like architecture and finance and we met consensus kind of at this time then and we kind of continued on one path of doing more installations in the architecture world and developing these ideas and on the other hand have started to build like a real platform that utilize would utilize all the kind of spoke material consensus has to have like a decentralized architecture office that is a working platform. This sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you guys find the... So you guys are architects. Yes. Yeah, like buildings, not like computers. No. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but Ryan also has a financial background. Uh, I mean, I studied kind of economics, but found kind of economic architectural thinking that got me into the field. And so what is the... So what do you find to be the commonality between blockchain and architecture? So it's kind of twofold. One, it can be the most obvious is that all the kind of mining power that blockchains require from Bitcoin to Ethereum is like takes up physical space and uses real raw energy. And we explored this one of our projects called the Tropical Mining Station, where we actually tried to design a space around that utilized a miner to like capture its surplus heat and energy to inflate a kind of space that way. So that's like a very literal way blockchain and architecture can coexist. But we see taking advantage of all its kind of transparency and powerful financial tools to empower architects to kind of connect with clients and initiate their own projects and raise their own funds in a whole new way. And then I think the the other part is that with architectural projects, it's usually very hard to find funding for this project, or it's like hard for architects to initiate their own projects. So we started looking into the coins, into altcoins, and our foam space installation was basically, we were issuing our oven coin for the projects. And this is how we came into blockchain and Ethereum, I think, from this alternative coins perspective, right? Yeah, but then specifically, the architecture industry is very rigid, like firms are very centralized, and people have to work at one firm, and they can only work on the projects that their boss assigns them to, and the boss can only work on a project that a client hires them for, where we really saw that this kind of idea of having decentralizing industries and having kind of platforms where there can be a mesh of users that are investors, architects, developers, freelance designers, and really open up new markets for kind of freelance work. And also really kind of building off of those boardroom and wayfund ideas of being able to have a crowd equity fund, initiate your own project, convert that right to a boardroom token. And it's kind of the next level for us of Kickstarter for architecture. I mean, Katya already 
kickstarted a project on Governor's Island here in New York, a native plastic cups. I mean, she had an experience there raising money, but no one's really done a crowd fund for a building, but maybe it's because we need to do crowd equity and actually invest in space. And crowd equity is also complicated contractually. And here we were thinking that smart contracts can play a, a big role because there's a lot of people involved in this process and all this needs to be worked out through the contracts. The sense I'm getting here is that you guys see an opportunity through crowdfunded equity to allow the architect to perform their art as uh, much like a uh, much like a an independent artist, musician, you know, painter, what have you, uh, would be able to because they're no longer restricted by this rigid industry. A- a- am I on the right track? That's 100% correct. And for us, really, the business model even of architecture is really outdated and absurd. It's usually based off a percentage of the construction cost. And really, the value added for spaces like a coffee shop, a museum, condo or something is much higher than just the material cost of construction. And all this stakeholders actually are private developers, private investors. What we want to do is bring architects to the table as a stakeholder in the spaces they design, but also the end user as a stakeholder who wants that space to happen. And this can happen through crowd equity, where people can actually coordinate with architects in a whole new way, is not this very rigid client-architect relationship, and get projects off the drawing board through just even the crowd before larger investors got on board. And also just bringing agency to architect in the urban environment, because in the urban environments right now, shaped by various investors, developers, and architect doesn't play a role in there. It played in the 20th century. So we want to change that and kind of bring architect with this new tools to the table. And really have a decentralized office that's a platform where everybody is part of this mesh and it's part of this larger office that's really about the built environment and that you can actually then invest in and have a cryptographic token on the Ethereum that is your actual share in the space. So whether it's on the local sale of like a record store or a gallery or co-housing, or it could be even international spaces you invested in or worked on as a freelance job. So what is the, how do you guys envision the tasks being divided among this, uh, uh, between the participants in this decentralized architecture firm? Every project would have its own initiator in the beginning, who maybe was the primary stakeholder, and they could be working on it full time. But you could also then tap into this larger network of freelancers who had even a reputation already and were reputable to delegate tasks that come along during the project. Because right now, architecture firms, they have a set number of employees and the industry is a little bit precarious. So a project could get on hold or funds are a little bit delayed where the construction has to like get on pause and you always have to keep paying your employees. Here we want to have this network and open architect to be able to join projects very quickly, even as a freelance or ones they want to get involved in for a more longer time. I, I think right now what we see, there's a, a new young architectural firm emerge that are located in like various places, not on this, in the same city, right? And so there's this freelance networks emerge. So here it gives... Uh, you're an opportunity to have employees in different cities and work with them through the platform, through those contracts. So basically, you delegate the work through the contract. You Then when the work is completed and let's say like you receive the drawings, then they're getting paid through the platform. And like, But if the platform has a multiplicity of projects, then there's many kinds of project leaders independently doing their own projects, could delegate tasks. So delegations happening 
on every project at once, basically. There can be an enterprise version where firms already are paying subscriptions for project management tools that are just software-based. And we could offer for, you know, probably much less cost and much more secure the same kind of tools, but then allow also established firms to tap into the network for funds or quick employees. Because ones we've spoken to already, they're always kind of on a deadline or need somebody really quick or an extra hand here or there. So if we can actually open this new market of designers, architects sharing their resources and labor. Yeah. And one thing that I really like about the platform, which is also would allow, let's say, if you made a crowdfund, equity crowdfund for the project, and then you also want to manage this project on the platform, then your new stakeholders who funded the projects that also have access to the project on the platform. And so you can have the voting systems for them to participate in the project in the future too. You called the platform the, a DAO, didn't you? Well, yeah, but for us, we were specifically saying it's a decentralized architecture office. Obviously, the idea is derived <laughs> from the autonomous organization, but with architecture, actually, it's there's a really thin line between art and not because with art, there's a, uh, no compromise. The artists can do whatever they want. With architecture, you always have to compromise and um, deal with like legal permits, construction, zoning, material, safety, engineers that I guess we're a little bit compromised right now. We can't be a fully autonomous organization, but we can still decentralize the industry. This reminds me a lot of uh, Amazon's Mechanical Turk with the idea of the human intelligence tasks. It seems as if you guys are looking to develop a, to build a workforce of, uh, of freelance contractors that can absorb any architecture task that might come along. For sure, on the one hand, but that kind of doesn't give the whole picture. Because on the other hand, you have then project leaders and core teams who are now empowered more than ever to just focus on that one project. For example, a kind of predecessor to Foam is uh, this project called Plus Pool that is going to be a floating pool in the East River. These architects came up with this idea on their own. They made their own Kickstarter. And now they have kind of partnerships with Google and naval engineers and just people interested in the project. And this water, this pool will filter the water in the river so you can swim in the river in this like floating pool. So that's like a core team there. But now they have such like almost an army of volunteers and interested people. So yes, we would like kind of this workforce of freelancers. But on the other hand, we're going to have these like very empowered teams of architects. It would allow to manage those large teams that those crowd funded projects require. So there would be on every project a dedicated kind of architect who is like really focused on getting that task done. But there is always a lead designer or project manager, and then there's infinite tasks below, whether it's fixing the drawing, changing the width, making a computer render, making a 3D model, updating the model, taking a, you know, the process is always ongoing, but there always needs to be a dedicated team focused on that project. Or also have like a public engage let's say, through like shareholders voting on like certain decision regarding the projects. And so what's your guys' relationship with Consensus? Right now, we're just literally happen to be based physically next to them. And we've been in contact with them for the last year as kind of just sharing resources, getting input, collaborating. A lot of people who work on projects like Block Apps or so, we've been just getting feedback and research with, and they've been participating in our past projects and events. And now we're looking to kind of bring that all together to utilize what consensus is building on their end to off, be able to offer kind of thing. So what I find interesting is the way that your vision for the organizational structure of freelancers and project leaders is quite similar to the 
hub and spoke model that consensus has adopted to organize itself and the way that that allows individuals to practice their profession without the restrictions of this ossified industry that they uh, may have belonged to in the past. And that is a reaction to the current business climate and these old industry cultures that seem like they're due for a bit of an upset. Yes, I, I think that's very correct. It's definitely directly influenced by the kind of mesh and the model. The thing though with architecture is that it's completely the slowest profession out there. It was like the last to adopt computer design almost in 2000. And so it's the last industry now. They're not speaking about blockchain at all. While other industries are already like organizing conferences and frantically trying to do so, architects are still completely out of the loop. So we're hoping to maybe cut ahead and bring them up to speed before anyone else even maybe. To do so, to kind of replicate this idea of consensus structure, to bring into architecture, we believe you really need to have digital tools that are easy to use and easy to comprehend where the blockchain can be very hard to understand. Speaking of the blockchain, I read an article, uh, and I believe it was an interview with you, Ryan, although you might have uh, have something to add to this, Katya, and uh, in which you mentioned that the, uh, the, the blockchain itself was this immense monolithic structure that just existed in a... Uh, in a, a logical dimension as opposed to in, in a logical realm as opposed to the physical realm that we um, you know that we experience architecture as being part of but in fact there is uh, being a structure and being man-made it is indeed a, a the work of an architect could you elaborate on your your on that kind of that view sure for us it's like directly inspired by more kind of older avant-garde architects from the 70s particular one was called Super Studio, had this project called the Continuous Monument. And it was all these collages of just kind of very prophetic now looking blocks of just like sheet white through the cities of Manhattan, through the countryside. It was very like predictive of the internet, but now that the, those images are just giant blocks, it almost looks like the blockchain. And they called this kind of a megastructure. And you can see cloud technologies right now as like a megastructure and the blockchain is as well. Although it's not really known to the everyday person, it is taking up real energy, real space, and is continuous because it has a time-stamping mechanism and it's growing in size and the energy it moves every time. And it's kind of in the virtual, but decentralized around the world as well. And so where can people find out more about Foam Space? Um, they can go to foam.space. <laughs> <laughs> or our Twitter is um, foam underscore DAO. And you can check out our past projects or news or get in touch for ideas for collaboration. Fantastic. All right. Hey, thank you very much, guys. I think I'll probably have this out on like Wednesday or something. Okay. Awesome. Looking forward to seeing you come out then. All right. Catch you later, guys. Thanks for the time. Thanks for listening to State Change. Check out consensusmedia.net for more.